Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. Today, we've got a great show, but first, let me thank our sponsors, City Suite Radio and TV. Without them, I could not have a show. Today's gonna to be amazing because we have two people that are real world, that, are, that live and breathe training. And they both work for Christian Brothers Automotive. We have, they're Josh and Josh. We have Josh Hitchcock. Josh is the Director of Leadership Development and Josh Purnell, he is the Director of Service Development. And I met these two gentlemen at the International Franchise Association Convention. I sat on a round table and I was literally blown away with their commitment to lifelong learning and their company's culture. So gentlemen, whichever Josh wants to go first would be great. Tell us about how your company developed such a culture and what that culture is like and why uh, it matters. Well, Evan, thank you for having us. It is certainly a pleasure to be on the show. Um, and to speak to the culture, I think we need to begin with the end in mind. And it begins with our mission statement. Our mission statement is to glorify God uh, providing ethical and excellent automotive repair service for our guests. And so we know that our mission is ultimately to further God's kingdom, and we happen to be using the vessel of automotive repair to do so. And so when we know what our mission is, we know what, what our purpose is, what our why is, it's much easier to have that foundational approach when it comes to culture, service, sales, guest relations, all of the above, because we know what the end in mind is. And so speaking to the culture and what we do, we focus on loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so while we understand that sales are important, we know that in order to make a profit uh, to stay in business, and we know that key performance indicators drive those sales, but ultimately, if we are loving our guests, taking care of our guests, and serving our guests and doing it well, sales can and will organically happen as a natural byproduct to exceptional standard setting service. So that, that kind of speaks to the culture of, of who we are and what we provide as it relates to training. Uh, but uh, Hitchcock, if you have anything to add to that, well, well, yeah, Evan, thank you again for having us on the program. Um, it, it's just an honor to be here. And, and, and I can tell you that the culture we developed in, in terms of, or we have, I should say, um, in, in terms of learning and openness to training is, is what Josh said. It's a commitment to excellence, right? All of us want to do our jobs well. All of us want to add value to those around us. All of us want to operate from a position of excellence. And we re realize and recognize that the only way we can do that 
It's through constantly getting better. It's through constantly growing, constantly stretching. And the only way that happens is through training. So, so it's been kind of through that where that culture has just kind of been developed and embraced. And, and really, it, the, the cool thing about it is, Evan, and we're so fortunate with this, is this isn't a forced thing. We don't have to force this. We're not trying to preach in an unwanted area. We're not trying to speak to a group of people that are not receptive. These are all individuals that are receptive and want to grow and want to become better. And it's just really, really cool to watch that. Guys, tell me just a little bit about senior management and their commitment to training. And do they trust you and just leave it to you? Or do they, what, what are, what is their role in creating this culture? Uh, they play a pivotal role. I mean, you know, with, without them, we, we wouldn't be able to live out our passion and what we've been called to do and what we're so happy to do uh, day in and day out. And so uh, it's the, the support system that they have for us is unbelievable. The trust that they have in what we're doing is unbelievable. And, and without them, we wouldn't have the opportunity. And uh, the other Josh, I'm gonna ask you the same question and let me just, uh, let me just interject that in most companies, the failing is that senior management doesn't take it seriously and people thus don't respect training. That's been my experience of what I hear from people. And I know you have a totally different story, which is why I wanna have it shared because I think it's really important for people to hear. That's so good. And it's a great point, Evan. And, and, and I agree with you. I mean, I, I hear it myself from other people that are in other companies talking about their struggles with that. And, and, and one thing that we're blessed with with our senior management is number one, there is a, a commitment of trust and empowerment right? So there is very much, um, hey, dream it, build it. Let's, let's see the value it adds. If, if for some reason you trip, you fall, you, you fail, that's okay, learn from it. And it's not really a failure if you learn from it. So, so keep growing. So there is an open attitude in, in regards to that, that, that let's, let's continue to grow this. Let's continue to, to get better at this. Um, the leadership development program um, that, that I have the pleasure of serving uh, in uh, is is a fairly relatively new program to this company. It, it started about a year and a half, two years ago, right? And it and it again, it all began as a dream, as a possibility, as hey, we could add value here. And without question, of upper management, senior leadership said, go for it. If it can add value, go for Let, it. Let's dive into this because I know you're you have a great program. You should be proud. Where did the idea come from? How did you budget for it? How did you determine the return, if you did determine the return, and how did you get approval in the system to, to, to make it happen? So the, the way it started, I, I, when, I, when I originally came on with the brand, um, I, I was told, if you see a need, fill it, right? I, I was given permission by upper management, we're talking about up, uh, empowerment. If you see a need, if you see an area you can add value in, let's do it. So I saw the need in this area and it began as a proposal. So, I, so you know, we had to pr propose this to upper management, get their approval on it. And then once we did that, there was already kind of a budgetary structure. You know, I don't want to dive too much into the weeds, but there was already kind of a budgetary structure in place with our training programs as to what was allowable, what was not allowable. And then in terms of KPIs, we monitor those number one through feedback received by uh, team members and team members supervisors, right? So not just employees, we did get their feedback, but we also got feedback from their 
management, right? At the local level, what are you seeing? What are you experiencing? In addition to that, we backed it up with sales numbers, right? We've got a proprietary system that that monitors all that, but we're in partnership with one, I should say, is a better way to put that. Um, and, and it monitors all that. So we could easily see a return. Hey, you came through the program on this date. These were your numbers before. Here are your numbers now. Here's a direct correlation as to the productivity and the engagement. So that's kind of where it started how it evolved. And that was the process with getting it approved. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, Evan, that there were a couple of uh, meetings that were had and discussions, but I will tell you from an upper management uh, perspective, it was very, very relatively easy and smooth to get this approved. And it's because, again, it's the openness and the culture that we have at our brand of, let's try it. Let's see if it works. And, it, and if not, great, we'll, we'll move on to something else and try it and see if it works. Actually, I think you're making an amazing point, which is not everything is going to be successful. And if you're only willing to do what you know for sure is going to work, you're going to do very little. Yeah. And I like the company's willingness to just say, yeah, okay, we see the need. We're going to take a leap of faith. Then you track it, follow it, see the numbers, which is great. Josh Purnell, just to take this a little further, how did you take this program to your franchisees and how did they embrace it? Great question, Evan. So uh, I want to, I want to backtrack real quick on, on the last question to speak to it again, you know, Josh alluded to the empowerment and the trust that leadership has for us, um, which, which again is phenomenal. And, and I think that it goes back to the idea that you, that you mentioned where if, if we're not failing, we're not learning. And if we're not learning, we're not growing. And if we're going to grow through anything, we've got to be willing to go through anything. And so they essentially give us the, the chance or the option to fail, knowing that something, some things might work, some things won't. But when they don't work, it's still a win because we're learning and we're growing from it. So to specifically answer your question as it relates to franchisees, franchisees recognize where our heart is, what our mission is, and, and what our intent is. So uh, you know, the, the beauty of, of what's coming from our department typically is, is often met with open arms. A lot of franchisees, franchisees are saying, hey, you guys have a proven process. You've had proven programs in the past. So whatever's coming out of the service development department, we want a part of it. And so it really wasn't a buy-in uh, uh, when, when we introduced the leadership development program because of the proven pro programs that we had prior to it. To paraphrase what I'm hearing you say, is you have such a strong culture that you don't need to sell things in because people are setting are willing to embrace it where when i talk with a lot of training executives one of their biggest problems is how do you get people to embrace how do you get people to utilize it um, especially senior management because when senior management doesn't even know what the training department's doing or doesn't even you know take any of the training it sends a message and you guys have created that culture that that it that is incredible. Why don't we take a second now and tell us a little bit about the company and what you do, how big you are, and maybe who you who you compete against? Sure. So company. Uh, so the company's been around for forty years. So we we began in nineteen eighty two. We began franchising in nineteen ninety six. We are now in thirty one states. Uh, 250 locations nationwide. I may be off by a store or two. I feel like we're growing so rapidly, uh, which is incredible. But we're, we're about 250 locations in 31 states. Uh, across the brand, we have about 3,000 team members. 
uh, th throughout uh, Christian Brothers Automotive. Um, and our direct competitors, I mean, truthfully, Evan, I, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm going to give you kind of a PC answer because, you know, we talk about how if, if, the, if the guest experience is going to occur at Christian Brothers Automotive, it's going to be compared to any, any place that our customer has visited, regardless of if it's an automotive repair shop or not. But specifically, I would say uh, dealerships, uh, you know, your, your, uh, any of your, your local automotive repair shops would be considered our direct competitors. Do you guys have any information, and this might be an unfair question, um, on how you compare versus your competitors in terms of, you know, sales per location or, you know, any performance measures to see how, how you compare? And you may not have that information. Great question. I, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher these stats. Uh, I can tell you that our retention, I can speak to the retention uh, in, in terms of tenure of team members in comparison to direct competitors. Um, is an extra nine months or so. And now I tell, I say or so because the last time I looked at this was about a year and a half ago. Uh, but, but I think this also can speak to, you know, we've heard about uh, the great resignation recently, and, and I'm going to flip that and say, let's talk about the great retention and why our team members uh, stick with Christian Brothers Automotive. It's because they recognize the value uh, in the investment that their franchisees are making in them and putting into them by sending them to training and, 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 and giving them the opportunity to grow within the brand. Um, so specifically to retention, I know that we are, um, uh, we're, we're doing well with our team members. Well, retention is, is really key. And the more senior people you have, we know that they perform better, more efficient, more, more effective. Josh, the other Josh, <laughs> any, any thoughts in terms of, of measurement of success? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've seen that, you know, working in our brand and 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 i can speak directly to uh, the leadership development program it's really you know fascinating to watch you've got an, a team member that comes through and because we're taking time to train them and develop them all of a sudden great things are happening in their life right they're, they're getting promoted and 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 it's it's funny to hear the feedback oh this is so great and in reality they had that potential in them the whole time they, they just needed it to be tapped. They needed it to be refined. That, that's all. And, it, and it's great to watch how their life changes personally, professionally, every area of their life. We've had people come back and say, man, as I develop my leadership stuff, my marriage got in line, my finances got in line. And what happens is people are looking at that and, and you're saying, oh, well, okay, that's great. Well, how does that translate into the company? Well, what happens is there's increased engagement, which results in increased productivity, which results in decreased attrition. Right, increase engagement, increase productivity, decrease attrition, and and that's what we've seen a, a, as a result. That team members are just want, they don't want to leave where they know they've got a family, where they know they've got people that are pouring into them that care more for them than just the the eight to five or the seven to six. They want to go above and beyond them and see them become the best version of who they can be. So, you got me excited, and I've decided to join the company, and it's my first day. And I, I'm joking about joining the company, but Come what's on, it like? Hey, we'll be happy to have you. Come on. Thank you. What's it like onboarding a new employee? What if I'm a new employee? What would I expect? Love well, this question. And here's why. Oh, I'm sorry, Hitchcock, you want to take this one? Either way, I, I, let me touch on it. And then, and then yeah. So, well, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this from, from what was one thing that, that stood out to me. So I've been with the brand almost three years. Uh, and and, and what, is, what stood out to me from the moment I, I got here, like you're talking about onboarding, was the over-the-top friendliness, 
welcoming environment, focusing on you as a person, not a number in the machine. I've never experienced something like this in my life to the point that I actually went home the first day I was here. And I, I've never shared this with anybody, so I, I don't know. But I, but I, I guess first time for everything, Evan. Uh, but but I, I went home that first day and said, okay, is this real? Like, are, are, what's, is this, like, they must have talked beforehand and said, okay, put on your smile. We got new people coming in, right? And what I've realized after almost three years of being here, it's 1,000% real, right? That the same way that people acted the first day I got here, the way they valued me, the way they treated me, the way they served me is the same exact way they, they've treated me and served me two and a half, three years later. And, and in the flip side, how I'm attempting to serve them and honor them and value them. So I can tell you from an onboarding perspective, it's what makes it unique here, at least relative to my experience and what, what, I, what I've noticed is it's much more people focused, less performance focused. Is it performance focused? Absolutely. Do we have a 90 day, uh, you know, conditional employment when you first get hired? 100%, just like every other company. But I can tell you during those 90 days, while we do expect performance and we do focus on performance, the the, the whole person, the, the actual person, the valuing them and serving them is much more the focal point of the onboarding program versus just productivity and what can you do for me. That's really fascinating. And, and it does show you the power of culture, right? Because people are learning and I'm sure when you got experienced that, when you experience new people, you're doing the same because you're learning from that, uh, which which is really, really inspiring. Now, are there actual training on culture? Is there training on your, your, your mission and vision? Is that part of your training or is that something that just is learned by being in the organization? It's a little bit of both, Evan. Uh, you know, we we have a specific culture uh, sessions within training, but the bulk of the entire training uh, embodies what our culture really is. You know, we speak heavily about our four core values, which is neighborly, transparency, joy, and excellence. And so, you know, we we are embodying this and 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 kind of uh, modeling this for attendees as they come in for training. Um, it's a collaborative approach with training. The same way we're asking attendees to serve their guests in the store, we're serving the attendees while we're hosting them. And so we're able to model what we're asking of them at, after they go back to their stores after what we call the week of information transfer. So with training at, at Christian Rose Automotive, the bulk of our trainings uh, and the training programs, there is a follow-up portion of, of the program. Um, you know, 70% of training is forgotten after 24 hours and about 90% is forgotten after 30 days. And so there's a reason that they come into training. We throw a bunch of information uh, at them. And then after that week of information transfer is really the bulk of the coaching and training portion. That's that's really where the training uh, comes into play. And, and so I, I think, you know, to, to, to speak to uh, retention and to speak to onboarding, clarity and direction go such a long way with a new team member. N nobody wants to start with, with a new company and, and be thrown into the fire because they don't know what they don't know. And so when we can provide clarity and direction, we are eliminating the possibility of, of this, this void or, 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 or break in communication because when there's a break or void in communication, negativity often fills that void. But if we can eliminate that from the get-go, then that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for success. That's a culture of success that, that really can't be duplicated. So for my audience members that are listening and not watching on C-Suite TV, 
What is really cool about both these gentlemen is you can sense the pride and excitement that they have talking about this. And when, when Josh, it's easy to say, because there are two of them, you know, rattles off the four company values, he's not like thinking, oh, the, you know, it's just like intuitively in his body. And, and that is, you know, really, really, really impressive. Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. So um, let's just talk about change for a second. Organizations sometimes, a lot of times, have issues with change. Uh, change for the better. So let's just say for the sake of argument that your company was going to add some kind of new product line. I, I have no idea what that new product line is, but let's just say it's going to require uh, knowledge uh, dump in, in terms of everyone needing to know about it, training on how to actually implement it, how to do it, how to sell it. How would your company go about creating that kind of change management, change training, new, you know, new product training? How, how would you guys attack that? Great question. Uh, so let me, I'm going to kind of attack that in two parts, if I can, Evan. Uh, for, first area, you, you're talking about change in general, right? And you're talking about how do we address that? And, and I can tell you that um, that that we as a brand, we're not afraid of change. We, we you know, if we see a trend that's coming, we're, we're going to meet it. I, I'll, I'll say this, because uh, I, you know, I, I can disclose this that that we've uh, actually commissioned a, a study on electrification of vehicles. Right? What, what does that mean for us? How can we serve those vehicles? Right? Because we see this as a trend. Right? In the sure. industry we're in so how are we going to meet that need so we're not waiting until it's 10 15 20 years from now where you've got 30 to 40 percent projected of your of your market that's going to be electric vehicles we're not waiting for that to happen we're we're addressing it now and we're, we're trying to research now and study as to okay how how can we meet those individuals so i say that to say there's an openness with change but you know, specifically, if there was a new product line, a new idea, a new initiative that was taking place, the way our brand operates, and, and Josh, if you want to add to this, you know, feel free to do so, but the way our brand operates, again, is very much through empowerment, right? So there would be questions as to where does this product fall under? Who, who would that, who would, who would be the best point person to, to oversee that, right? And, and once you determine that, I'm pretty sure that that point person would then delegate some people under them, right? Because it's very much let's empower the people that are good at whatever it is that they do to be good at what they do. So if this is a, a bucket that the other Josh is, is really good at and maybe I'm not that great at, then I'm, I'm probably the one that doesn't need the bucket. He probably needs it because he's going to do a lot better job at it than me or vice versa. So I, th I think our, our whole approach to change and even how we uh, roll out something like that or, or, or get engagement and so forth, what, what you're talking about would be very much from a standpoint of, okay, find out where does this fall? How's it going to benefit us? What is the ROI here? And then let's point somebody over this as a kind of the point person to oversee that this gets implemented. Well, I'll, I'll use this one last quick example, Evan. Recently, we had feedback in, uh, from our annual reviews that um, you know, that one area we could grow in as a company is, 
career paths and, and how do we, we make that? How do we chart that? How do we map that for our team members? So we saw the feedback, it was that and communication was the other one. So the two issues that leadership decided to address this year was streamlining communication. So there's a lot less emails going out. And then number two, they hired a director of staffing strategy to assist us in career mapping and, and, and pathways for team members. So, so I, I would say our brand remains committed and open to change. And, and if there's a change that needs to occur, we're not afraid to embrace it. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Josh. I'll just say that it's easier to affect change when we're reminded of the end in mind. And so, you know, I, I know I've already harped on this a bit, but it's, it's, it just makes it that much easier when we're reminded of the mission at hand. Um, and, and, and also, I'll, I'll speak to the, the other side of it. You know, anytime you're making a change and trying to roll something out to the, to, to the entire brand, um, you know, it, it is a bit of a sale, right? I mean, you're, you're trying to you know, uh, shift a paradigm, shift a mindset, and you're trying to sell somebody on why this is necessary. And so, uh, you know, thinking about the WIFI, what's in it for you, uh, mm -hmm. providing some benefits, providing some value, and letting them know why we're doing this. I mean, it's, it's easy to talk about what it is, but how many people know why we're doing it? How many people are are, are being shared and reminded of uh, of clear uh, understanding on why this is even occurring to begin with. And, and so when you have those two caveats in it, buy-in makes it a, a lot easier. You know, I'm really impressed. I knew you guys were gonna be great guests. I, I, I knew that from what I met you, but you're, what you're speaking to is absolutely critical in training. People have to know the why. Why is it important to the company? Why is it important to me personally? Mm -hmm. they, have, they have to understand that. And I, I love the, what I would call unselfishness. The, you know, who's the best person? Not, is this technically my job or technically someone else's job? Not a struggle or a fight, but a collaboration uh, is amazing. And, and I can tell you, if it was me, you guys are nowhere near me. I'm in Boston, so I don't know where your nearest location is. If I had to choose to get my car fixed, I definitely want to get it fixed at Christian Brothers Automotive because that care that goes into the entire company is how they're going to treat their customers. You know, we haven't talked about it, but you know, it, it's, it's interesting. Net promoter score is a big thing. And, but there's actually a similar net promoter score with employees. You know, how likely would you recommend this place to be a place of work? Mm -hmm. And that's actually a better indicator of the future and direction of the company than the net promoter score. Because if people love where they're working, then that is going to impact the net promoter score. And if you start seeing people loving what they work less, the net promoter score is going to dip. And if it goes up, it's going to improve. So I can just sense the passion that you guys have. Um, we're going to run out of time. And I got two of you. So I'm going to ask you guys each um, to share one tip. If you had one tip to share with our audience, and literally it could be anything about training, because this is Training Unleashed, what would that one tip be? I think uh, one tip I would share for, to anybody listening would be remember that today counts. Today counts. Like we can talk about tomorrow. We can focus on yesterday, the successes, the wins, the failures, the losses, all of that. Or we can focus on today and say, hey, today 
counts and develop a culture and a mindset of habits matter, today counts, let me bring 100 today. I, I, I can't focus on yesterday and I, and I can't uh, bet on tomorrow, but I can focus on today and getting better and growing today. So my, my one tip would be focus on today, each and every day. What can I be doing today to maximize the value I'm adding and maximizing what I'm doing in my personal life? That's a fantastic tip. Inspiring. Thank you very much. Thank Josh? You. Sure. Yeah. And I'll say in a world that's ever changing, um, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Exercise with humility, transparency, vulnerability, and recognize that you don't have to have all the answers. If you're leading a team, if you're leading yourself, if you're leading anybody in any form or shape or size, you don't have to have all the answers. Uh, a person would, would rather follow someone who's always real than someone who's always right. And so recognize that if you're your, your true, authentic self, uh, you're, you're going to do just fine. Another really good point. You guys are honestly very, very inspiring. I want to thank you both for being guests on my show. I want to, of course, thank my listeners. Without you, I would not have a show. I want to thank my sponsors again, C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. You guys are terrific support. And everyone have a fantastic day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Total Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.